Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. JP. What's up, guys? Hello, Mr. Finley. How are you so are this you, morning? Are you glad to be in Richmond? Sure, man. I mean, I'm excited to have football start. Yeah. It, after talking about contracts and fire GMs for six months, I'm, I'm excited to actually see the guys on the field. Yeah. Now, how long will you be in Richmond? Is that about two weeks? It kind of stretches out to three because we have to come back after that first preseason game where they play the Ravens in Baltimore. We right. then have to come back for three days. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that sucks. You wouldn't want to come. <laughs> well, at least, you know what? The next two days won't be very hot. So uh, it's supposed to be a really nice weekend, low 80s, low humidity. So that'll be nice. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, your thoughts. Can you shed any light on this uh, this toe injury that Jordan Reed has? You know, some people are, are starting to panic already. So I'm just trying to calm everybody. Let's find out exactly what it is. You're the voice of reason. I'm trying to be the voice of reason here, Cakes. Uh, <laughs> but what can you tell us about the toe injury? Well, I, I mean, I think it's smart to try to be the voice of reason because I think there are, you know, you look at Twitter and there are fans that are already dismissing the season because Jordan Reed's on the pup list. Right. I don't think it's that urgent. I, I think a lot can happen between now and then. He can be taken off the pup list at any time and come back to practice. And, and honestly, even on that physically unable to perform, he's still with the team. He can still get treatment. He can still be there in meetings, all that sort of stuff. It's not something I dismiss either. The The fact that he's on the pup list means he either couldn't pass the physical or they didn't even want to try him on the physical. So that, to me, it, it sounds like yesterday he couldn't run, which I think if this was a one-time thing and you were looking at Jordan Reed as a guy who's always there and always performs, you can kind of dismiss it. But considering the guy's missed, what, 20 games over, over his career and how integral he is to the Redskins' offense, there's, there's something there. It, when I saw that yesterday, I, was, I wasn't shocked, but I was super, super surprised. It, it, it came out of nowhere, and, and I think there's something for Redskins fans to be alarmed by. And, JP, if it stretches into the season, if it lingers, then you have to worry about the fact that Vernon Davis, while he had a, a nice bounce-back year last year, can he replicate that? And Niles Paul just always struggles to stay healthy. That guy has 55 grabs in five seasons here with the Redskins, only two last year because of an injury. Like, Not the most reliable cast behind him as well, even though the Redskins like to talk about their tight end depth. Right, and then you talk about a rookie after that, and Jeremy Sprinkle, who played in a run-first offense at Arkansas. So, and, and, and beyond just the depth situation, Jordan Reed is maybe their best player. Him or, he or Trent Williams are the best players on this team when you talk about as they relate to the rest of the NFL. So not having a guy like that is a big deal. So, so do we know when he suffered the injury? No, and and that's one question I've been really working to find out. I, I talked to one source close to the Redskins yesterday who told me he was 
very surprised to find out that Reed was on the on the PUP. So it's it's an interesting situation. We'll we'll get to talk to Jay today, probably this afternoon, and that that should shed a little bit more light on what happened. And honestly, even yesterday when we had the presser with with Gruden. We were trying to dig into the pup list, and he kind of hinted that somebody else was going to be on there. But in, in the context of yesterday, everybody in the room, I expect he said there could be another guy that lands on the list because we knew D. Hall and we knew Houston Bates. No surprise about that. And I expected it to be kind of a, a borderline roster guy. And then when you hear it's Jordan Reed, it, it was a it was a big time double take. All right, so let's talk about the rookies and what the expectations are. Of course, they draft Jonathan Allen. He should be a monster. What are your expectations? I mean, he should be a monster. And the Redskins need him to be a monster. You know, they kind of rebuilt their defensive line, but I think you can argue until we see results on the field that look different that, you know, Terrell McLean and Stacey McGee are kind of just – younger versions of Chris Baker and, and Richie Jean Francois that they got rid of in the offseason. I, I think, I do think Stacy McGee, if he can stay healthy, gives them a, a real chance at a run stuffer in the middle of their line that they haven't had. Baker, Baker was a solid player for them, but mm-hmm. he was more focused on interior pass rush. Um, but durability has been a real problem for both McLean and McGee. And, you can say what you want about Ricky Jay and, and Baker, but those guys played almost every week. And, and if, if those guys are, if those guys do sustain injuries, if McLean and McGee do sustain injuries, you're talking about Ziggy Hood, Matt Ioannidis, Anthony Lanier. So there's a lot of pressure on Jonathan Allen right out of the gate to, to not only play, but play well. Yeah, tell us more about McGee and McLean. I mean, they're not household names. I, you know, I remember Terrell McLean just because they're playing Dallas twice a year, but I don't know much about McGee. So tell us more about both McGee and McLean. What are their assets? Yeah, I mean, they're big bodies. I mean, they're really big. And if you look at it just from like kind of the, the money ball perspective, both guys are younger than, than Chris Baker and Ricky Jay. But I would argue that you don't know what you're going to get just because with off the top of my head, I don't know that either has had a full 16-game season in the past two seasons. And, and some of that you're going to find just interior pass rush, right? I mean, those guys get beat up. You're on the interior of the line in one of the most physical positions in football. McGee graded out, you know, if you look at the pro football focus stuff and, and talk to scouts, they really like his potential as kind of that run stuffer. But I talked to him at either OTAs or minicamp. I can't remember which one. And he's not wild about – like none of these guys want to be a nose tackle. These guys want to be 3-4 DNs, which means they still have that giant hole in the middle. And you're talking about the, the Phil Taylor reclamation project or Joey Mabu or A.J. Francis. So there's still – I think the skins, the the two biggest questions are defensive line, and and that's 1A. And then the next big question to me is is much further down the list. It's probably, you know, three or four is can Terrell Pryor and Josh Doxson recreate what Pierre Garçon and Deshaun Jackson did? 
Joined by J.P. Finley, covers the Redskins for CSN Mid-Atlantic. He is live at training camp in Richmond. You were touching on the defensive line. and This guy, to me, is a unicorn, Junior Gallette. He hasn't played in an NFL game since 2014 when he racked up 10 sacks for the New Orleans Saints. What's a realistic expectation for him? Because every time you talk to Redskins fans, they're like, oh, Junior Gallette, he's finally going to contribute this season. Uh, he's never stepped foot on the field for the Redskins. Is this finally the year that it happens? I mean, Skins fans have Junior Gallette as LT at this point. It, right. It's it's kind of crazy what they're expecting. But the good news, I mean, he hasn't even made it to camp yet as a Redskin. Right. We there's there's not even pictures of him in uniform. Yeah, we don't, yeah, we the, don't know nothing about him. Yeah. Right. Um, he might as well be a rookie. To, <laughs> an old rookie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the good news, I guess, is that he is exceptionally motivated. I, I, I think he still feels wronged that the Saints released him, you know, t- almost two, two, two full seasons ago. And th- if there's any position you can use depth at, it's, it's pass rusher. It's, you know, outside linebacker, DN, whatever system you're running. And I think if he can stay healthy, skin fans should be excited. I, I think, if you if you have a pass rush rotation with Ryan Kerrigan, Preston Smith, Junior Gallette, Trent Murphy in six weeks once the season starts, Ryan Anderson, the rookie, I mean, the more bodies you have coming off that edge, the better off you can be. But I, I think you got to hold – Redskins fans, you got to hold your excitement until you see him and it's September and he's ready to go. Now, I guess you're going to find out later today, but you brought up – the next biggest question is how the receivers are going to fare with Terrell Pryor and Josh Doxson. Is Josh Doxson even number two on the depth chart? Because I know when we've talked to you and we've just heard Jay Gruden clips, it just seems like they're higher on Ryan Grant. I think technically they're higher on Ryan Grant, but I certainly expect that to be Josh Doxson come that Eagles game week one. It, it would be nuts if – you roll out Ryan Grant with the starting lineup. And I think there's something to be said. Grant works really hard, and he blocks well. He does everything you can ask a receiver to do away from the ball. That I mean, let's be honest, the receiver position in the NFL is kind of, kind of a diva spot, right? I mean, those guys like the ball, and they like to complain, and they like to talk to the media about getting the ball. And Ryan Grant doesn't do any of those things and has put in really good work for this team for a few years now. But, I mean, just look at – what does Mike Rizzo always tell you guys? Look at the back of the baseball card. Yeah. Look at the back of the football card for Ryan Grant. I mean, the production has not really been there. Now, he's been buried behind Deshaun and Pierre. I, I, I entirely expect Doxson to move past him during training camp, but I get what – kind of the coaches are doing in in having Ryan Grant ahead of him in minicamp. We'll see what happens kind of today and and over the next few days. I mean, Ryan Grant is at, is at best a fifth or sixth receiver and a special teams contributor. <laughs> I mean, there's no, there's no way that he should be starting for you ever. And I, I don't think he will be. I, I fully expect week one against the Eagles to see, you know, Terrell Pryor on the left-hand side and then Josh Doxson on the right with Jameson Crowder inside. Hey, hey, real quick, JP, I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, I think that 
they're going to try and run a little bit more. Now, JP disagrees with me because he says, hey, look, it's Gruden. He likes to sling it around the, the, the yard. I still know why it's going to change dramatically. It may not, but you know, if you look at their stats from last year, they weren't really high up in the league in yards per game. I think they were ranked in the 20s. But yards per attempt or yards per a carry, they were pretty high. Um, I think they ranked ninth in yards per carry. So, And then they draft a, a running back in Pirine, who was a complete stud at Oklahoma. I'm sure you've seen him play. So, I mean, they drafted him for a reason. I think he'll be an asset. I'm not saying that they're going to lead the league in rushing, but I think that they're going to try and balance it a little bit more, especially when you know you've got two new receivers out there. Your thoughts? I agree with you, Lurch. I, I think they were 27th in the league in rush attempts last year. I, I think that number gets to 22nd or so. Kirk Cousins threw the ball 606 times last year. That's just – it's too many. If you look at the, the previous two years under Jay Gruden, he threw the ball about 550 times. Mm-hmm. Now, over the course of a 16-game season, you don't notice 50, 60 less, less attempts. But if you, if you just convert those straight to running attempts, I think that is the balance Jay Gruden wants. I mean, this is never going to be an old-school Joe Gibbs – run first mentality but I, I do think they need a little bit more balance and you know if you listen to Sean McVay last year he often would say yeah I should have ran the ball a little bit more yeah I should have ran the ball a little bit more in the red zone they should have run the ball a little bit more I think that specifically is where Samaj Piran might help the guy has crazy strength yep. and, and that's something you can use down near the goal line and, and there's also something with McVay not that he was ever looking for a new job, but if you're a young offensive coordinator and you run the ball three straight times down near the goal line, that doesn't exactly motivate you know owners or general managers to look at you like trying to run more creative pass plays that the goal line does. So I think with Jay in charge again calling the plays, I do think you're going to see them run the ball more. I don't, I don't know that it's going to look – substantially different game to game just because the numbers over 16 games won't really bear that out. Right. But I think Cousins gets back to that 540 attempts instead of the 600 from last year. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, JP, enjoy the first day of training camp. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks very much, guys. JP Thanks, Finley. Mr. Finley. Check out his work at CSN Mid-Atlantic. He's on TV all the time. You can check him out online as well. Remember, 8 o'clock, your chance to win Guns N' Roses tickets here on the Junkies. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 